Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We are two-thirds of the way through Academ's Fury. Is that how we decided? I knew. That's I how I've been saying it, yeah. Okay. Uh, we are up to chapter 35. Not through chapter 35. Um, so Important. let's, well, okay. First, Dan, we're going to warm said up. That you had a warm up. Yeah, we're going to warm yeah. up. And we're going back to the grocery store because that's like okay. one of the only places I go these days. So those are our best warm ups. I'm really, I'm really squeezing a lot of juice out of the grocery store. You're the, you're the old person that goes for social interaction and like bothers the, the cashier and talks to them for like 30 minutes. <laughs> no, no. But I do, I do see that guy every time I go because I've got a routine and so does he. <laughs> But I actually became one of the grocery store people that you don't see too often these days. And that is the Coupon King. Have you ever been the Coupon King, Luke? I have never been the Coupon King. It is a rush like I have never experienced in my life to be the Coupon King. Okay, okay. Let me me tell you what happened so you can revel in this with me. Because I I just want to celebrate this fantastic thing that happened to I'm, me. Now I'm excited because this feels like it's going to be good. So here's what happened. We get a mailer for the grocery store that we go to that's like, hey, come to the grocery store and you get $5 off every, like with every $30 or more purchase. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. That'll be like a good, a cool five bucks for my groceries. Yeah. But my groceries every week are like $100 minimum. So it's like, right? Yeah, yeah. you're definitely gonna get that, like that five dollars off. You mean? Oh, I'm definitely getting that five dollars off. So I like put the put the coupon in my bag, and I like don't really think about it. And I go and do my grocery shopping, and I get to the checkout, and I pull the coupon out before I start, and I'm at the self checkout, and I'm reading the coupon, and it's like thirty dollars. You have to spend at least thirty dollars, but the coupon never expires, and you can use it as many times as you want. Ooh. So Dan paid for $30 worth of goods, used the coupon, checked out, and then did it again. I love that. Your boy saved $20 at the grocery (laughs) store because I did four transactions. That's phenomenal. It was like... That's the key for the self-checkout. It was the greatest thing... I think I've ever, it is like one of the greatest, like highest highs I've experienced in the last five years. This is no <laughs> joke. Like I'm not exaggerating here that I felt so awesome when I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I can just check out with $30 okay. worth of groceries and then just start the whole transaction again. And there's one, there's like a person who is watching the self checkouts, who's just kind right. of there. And the whole time I'm doing this, I'm like, I really hope this guy doesn't say anything to me about using this coupon five times. <laughs> And they never did. <laughs> well, of course, they don't want like conflict. They're being paid very little. Yeah, <laughs> to deal probably. with that kind of thing. I was also okay, so ready I'm... to respond to him. I was so ready to be yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, sorry, it just says you can use it as many times as you want." And I thought I was being a huge big brain genius over here. So you were, to be fair. Oh, <sighs> uh, because the um, idea is they want you to come back to the store. They didn't think right. you'd use it all on the same trip. Honestly, honestly, when you said this, I, it took me a while to even realize what the, like, I thought you were saying, oh, like, I can just get $5 off every week or whenever, but, but you went, you went a step further, which I love. There's one thing that I want to hone in here for a second, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. So you, you realized this after you had already gone to the self-checkout, correct? Correct. You are the person that's going to the self-checkout with, like... A gig- a full cart? A full cart? Yes, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. That's oh, me. Oh, come on, Dan. Luke, I'll say three things about this. First, okay. there's usually like literally one person checking out groceries in the whole grocery sure. store. So it's like going to sure. be way longer for me to visit with them with my big grocery trip. Two, <laughs> I am like so efficient at checking out my own groceries. I know the freaking <laughs> codes... 4246 Fuji Apples. Easy. 
you got to know the produce codes before you go. (laughs) That's smart. You do. If you're good at it, I'm out of there before some people who have like a basket. And yes, I am doing, I have a big full grocery cart, but sometimes I'm beating basket people through the line. So I think my issue is that there's never enough space on the little weight, like thing that you have to put your bags on. No doubt. 100%. This is true. I am doing this as an act of protest. I'm intentionally taking up the very limited space they've provided for self-checkout so that the grocery store has to change their their layout. That's smart, I think. Can, yeah. I, can I tell you, uh, because I'm so excited about grocery store warm-ups, mm-hmm. can I tell you my experience and why I no longer do the self-checkout when I have a lot of stuff? Yeah. I always go to a boy. Yeah, do it. So I uh, finished getting everything ready, mm-hmm. um, had it. And I didn't realize how precariously placed my bag was. Oh, no. And it got bumped and it fell out. And this is one of my like big Aldi bags. Oh, that's, like, no. Contains like so much. And my my box of raspberries opened and all the raspberries went across the floor. They tumbled. And then, oh, they that's tumbled. so tough. Because what do you do? I know. I know. I honestly, because I'm... Because I was so ashamed, I put them back and then I went home and I just like thoroughly washed them. Here's the I know people that with less shame than me probably would have replaced them, but Oh no, I'm washing those too. Here's a here's another question for you. What if you dropped them before you paid for them? I what? still I still I'm going for I'm still like picking them up. Okay. Now in this scenario, there is a child, a small child behind you who is mushing them. <laughs> with their feet they're making like, but just purposefully mushing they're them. making raspberry jam on the floor of the supermarket you have not paid what? for these raspberries yet what do you do do you are you expected to pay for them because it was like well you know in the process I feel like no i feel like no i feel like you probably should but i don't i wouldn't <laughs> like my my i it doesn't seem like you should but I feel like you probably should. Like, I feel like the moral universe would say that you right, you caused yeah. this damage to the raspberries from your <laughs> negligence. So you need to pay for them and then go get other like a, raspberries. Like a you break it, you you buy it. Exactly. Right. But that, that's I not get, how it I, works. I get your point. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think I would. I think I would, like, look to the guy that's <laughs> there and be like, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what I would do in this situation. <laughs> it's a tough it's one. It's a terrible one. It's a tough one for sure. Uh, <laughs> but hey, congrats on the big on the big coupon. Thank you. Because you're gonna be doing that for days now, like every time. Right? Here is the problem, Luke. Here's the big the big twist. The coupon expired on the twenty seventh, which was three days ago from when we're recording this. I only remembered to bring it one time before it expired. Oh. I know. Well, at least you got some use out of it. Yeah, I got, I'd say I got a good amount of use out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I could keep talking about this for several more minutes. <laughs> but we shouldn't. Oh, we've got a book to talk about, Luke. We've got Academ's we, we, Fury to talk about. So I think right. we're, we're going to move on from grocery store talk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk the book. Like I said, up to chapter 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <clears throat> there's a big thing that's kind of like suspicious with the Vord in this section. Ooh. Well, okay. Let me be, let me be more clear. The You mean the big glowing weak points on their back that apparently the Marat just never noticed when thousands of them died? <laughs> that's a big one. And it took Amara to point it out to be like, hey, do you see those big glowing weak points? I think that's really good for killing them. You mean those? The ones that like break apart very easily and they die very quickly after you do it. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like Daroga just didn't even realize that that was related to killing them. Those, yeah, yeah, those. Pretty suspicious, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, that's not the suspicious thing that I was talking about. Oh, okay. Um, so the fact that they can like go steal people, mm-hmm. and like you might not know. 
is the is the broader like worrisome thing so Uh and there's there's a hint a little earlier that like eric the stead holder eric yep like when he came to meet them was actually a vord right um i mean he was but what was the hint that you're remembering well, just, just, I mean, like, so, so he seemed very normal, right? When he was in this meeting. Yeah. And then when they, when they go, they learn from his wife when she's wakes up and is very upset that Eric had been turned. Yes. Um, and then they're like, that had to have happened before he came. So like when he was there, he was a uh-huh. Vord, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. Okay. This leads me to my next theory. Oh, Whoa. Am I supposed to just look past when Daroga very suspiciously suspiciously like yelled at Walker his um gargant. his gargant? Did you read did you like okay, so I'm very like aware of when someone is weirdly mean to an animal. Uh-huh. Especially when that person is like bonded to that animal uh-huh. and is like theoretically very, I don't know, conscious about this kind of things. But there's a moment where Daroga, after like the first battle, uh-huh. Walker, the Gargant, like bumps him or something like that. And he goes, shut up, beast, like super mean. And I just feel like that's not a Daroga move. Oh, this is so fascinating, Luke. Okay. Ooh, did you not catch this? Because this was like flashing red. That's so interesting because, so I read that so differently than I think you're reading that. I read that okay. as like a kind, like a friendly, like, ah, shut up. Like, I know, like, like, like I read that as the Gargant was like calling him on his shit and he was like, ah, shut up, shut up. And not like, not like angry, like you idiot. Okay. Okay. Now this does, however... This would be crazy. Like, if yeah. if Daroga had been turned at that very first encounter with the mm-hmm. Vord, and, like, this was a larger part of the Vord's plan, because we've seen the Vord is, like, so freaking good at tactics and battle planning, yeah. like, outstandingly good at it. And so yeah. if, if Daroga was all a part of the plan of, like, yeah, we're going to send this high-ranking... This actually... Now that you mention this, I don't agree with your initial point about him selling his Gargant Walker to shut up. Uh-huh. I now am wondering if both Walker and Daroga have been taken by the Vord. Because I don't think it would just be one or the other, because I think the other would know. I think that that's true. Okay. Yes. So now I'm kind of like wondering if they've both been taken as a part of a larger tactical plan. Right. From the Vord. I don't know what it would be because, like, Daroga seems to have been, like, providing information that you would think that the Vord wouldn't want. But I don't know. They he didn't talk about the, like, glowing weak points on their back, apparently. Right. And he's being <laughs> so obtuse with information about them. He is. Like, just true. tell us. Tell us the deal, please, Daroga. We know nothing, and you apparently know a lot, so... <laughs> Also, the Vord have demonstrated significant intelligence of the command structure and specialized roles of people in this army. Right. So, like, it probably knows that Daroga is an important leader. Yes, I would agree. So that's a super high-value target to take over, right? I mean, I would say so. I, the, the only thing that threw me a little bit was the people that we've seen that have been taken over were like kind of mindless zombies almost. Mm-hmm. But based on the idea that like Eric was taken when he was like still pretty lucid, I don't, I don't know. Luke, you also have to wonder who in the capital has been mm. taken. This is the thing whenever you have some kind of beast or magic or disease that transforms somebody in ways that you don't know is it could be anybody. It could be. Yeah. Literally anyone. Yeah. Who in the capital has been transformed? Hmm. Could I mean, it's been here for like a while, right? 
Yeah, because Kate lost track of it a while ago. Right. And it was already there. Yeah. And Kate's been there for months. Yeah. Is it is it Kate? Is it Kate? <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it's Kate. No, I don't think so either. Uh but it could be maybe it's the angry history teacher. He seemed like a jerk. He seemed like he wasn't really all there. <laughs> you mean based on him not a understanding the point that Tavi is making that's very reasonable yeah yeah and the fact that he's just being a big jerk to everybody right right it's a high value target yeah exactly (laughs) although luke you know who else is a high value target who got knocked out of commish the first lord the first (laughs) lord i will say you would think that the the uh the Vord wouldn't want to use him rather than just knock him. Well, he is a powerful fury crafter. Maybe he's fighting it. Sure. Internally. Could be. And Luke, this... mm, We're going to jump... It is... Okay, to that point, I just want to... What is he doing? (laughs) Like, what sickness is he under? Uh, The bad one. It's a bad one. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's a tough one. He might die from it. Was he just really tired? He... I think he might just be really tired. He is struggling. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. He might be. Yeah. I think he's been diagnosed with st- just struggle, struggle city. Mm. And uh, yeah, we don't know if he's going to make it. It's a pretty serious case, apparently. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, I agree. okay. 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 But related to this, related to this, I'm going to tie this all together with a new theory. Okay. Luke. Remember long ago. When we read the Furies of Calderon, mm-hmm. remind me, remind me what was actually happening. What was the bigger plot that was going on in Furies of Calderon that was the cause of all their trouble? Okay, so the Marat were invading, right? Mm-hmm. Largely helped by uh, Lord and Lady Aquitaine. Mm-hmm. And I think they were just trying to show how, like, the First Lord couldn't protect everyone. Is that right? That seems about right to me, Luke. They were trying to show that the First Lord wasn't hot shit. And, hmm, Luke, did that work out for them? Uh, No. It didn't work out for them. But they're not dead. And, in fact, they're still in pretty high positions of power and were not really found out in their plot. Right. So... Do you think they gave up? Do you think they just like, ah, well, that didn't work that time, so, eh, let's quit. Um, probably not. So perhaps they've upgraded their allies, Luke. Are you, are you theorizing that they're with the Vord? I mean, the Vord has already demonstrated significant tactical knowledge of Alarian battle strategy. True. How is it going to get that? Like, where does that knowledge come from about Fury Crafters and all that stuff? I think the Vord has an ally on the inside that's giving it information. This this is a good point because they do know, like, which Fury Crafters to take out. They know what a healer is. Like, the Marat don't have healers. So, like, how do you know that you take those out? Also, Luke, like, this is the same thing from the marat it's just it's way more dangerous and way better like if i'm trying to do what lady aquitaine did i'm going with the vord like this seems like a much better plan (laughs) yes um it's funny that it's it's the exact same plan just with a different (laughs) with a different like enemy right Um... (laughs) right but like hey you know this seems like it'll work this time. They already expended yeah, all the research. Does. You know, they were like, yeah, Calderon's the valley. We for sure got to attack there. And right. they thought the Marat would be the one. Wasn't the Marat, but the Vord. The Marat. Also, the are cool. Luke, the Vord are now at the capital as well. Coincidentally, at the same time, the first Lord gets taken out of commish. By what or whom? We can't say but the Vord might be a party to it. And final piece of evidence for this theory. 
Who is coming to bring warning about the Vord? Isana, you mean. Isana is like the only person who's coming to the capital to be like, we got to fight the Vord. They're in, they're right. causing lots of trouble. And Lady Aquitaine takes a very particular special interest in capturing Isana to make sure that that information doesn't get out. <laughs> hmm. I will say everyone does. They're all trying to kill her, but they're all trying to kill her just because she's like a woman who right. is like a, a f- citizen. Right. But Lady Aquitaine doesn't seem to have that same motivation, I don't think. No, I think that that's fair. Um, but I mean, there's a, there's also kind of a, the same thing of she is in some way of a source of like a power or like authority for the first lord so like removing her shows the realm that like he can't protect her i don't know this the politics of this is like kind of weird to me Mm -hmm. um but i feel like there's multiple angles at why everyone wants to kill asana Uh, sure i'm saying the reason lady aquitaine has not killed her but wants her out of commish is because she doesn't want news of the void breaking sure because lady asana is literally the only one who has that news could be could be i will say mm-hmm. one of my notes here lady aquitaine very cool okay <laughs> i have to say it yeah um her vibes are very cool yeah <laughs> like fortunately very good vibes no you're not yeah. wrong you're not wrong i don't know i don't know i feel like she like i don't know her full motivations other than just like power, like I don't know if she has a platform, um, but she would bring some swag to the throne. I gotta say it. It's very true. I also kind of sympathize with Fidelius from the last book, and like I think they have the same reasons for why they want to get rid of the First Lord. Like, if he gets taken out of commish because he tries to make the ocean be not as bad for a little bit and is like totally done for a long time he seems like he's not a good first lord like it seems like he should kind of be replaced okay okay this is my next point and i think it's a big one okay i like i kind of sympathize with these people who are like yeah get this (laughs) old crusty guy out of here please 100 percent agree um we need term limits (laughs) the the previous book and this one when we get like some some looks at the first lord Mm -hmm. it's always this this uh propaganda i'm gonna call it that he's like actually super good and crushing it and way more powerful than everyone and, and way smarter than everyone I don't I don't know man I mean like the realm seems to be in terrible shape (laughs) like they're only (laughs) he's like inviting someone who is very important to him and she literally cannot leave the house because the capital city is so dangerous because she'll be murdered she'll be straight up (laughs) murdered by one of his enemies and like i don't know so few people are trustworthy like tavi finds out that he has collapsed and there's like two people total <laughs> that he can tell uh, i don't know man that seems bad like i feel like if you're a good at your job you're making your i don't know you're instilling some people with confidence and like making people like you and just i don't know like Everyone seems to hate him. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't have, like, any allies. Like, he has... The only reason he has any allies are because, like, his subordinates are nice. Like, the Marat... He didn't broker that peace agreement with the Marat. It was Tavi and the Steadholders in Calderon Valley. Like... Right. The First Lord has done... Has, like, no alliances. Like, what does he have to show for any of his work? Nothing. 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 The other thing that's freaking ridiculous about this that I think everybody should be much more pissed about is there doesn't seem to be a plan of secession. Like, there's no plan of succession. Where it's like, I don't even care if you're doing a monarchy thing and it's obvious that his son is going to be the next in line. He's clearly very old 
and uh, like could die at any day. Like it seems like they all know he's getting old and sick. So you need to have something in place where it's like, yeah, the country's not going to fall into just utter chaos as they figure out who's the next leader because we've all kind of agreed this is the next guy or lady or whoever. But instead, he's like, no, I'm going to live forever. It's going to be me. Yeah. And and the, the, there's a whole thing about, like, he is, like, single-handedly holding things together because they're under siege from all these different areas it's just if you're a good head of state you're you're like bringing people up to where they can handle things and delegating like it's not a good sign for you if you have no one else that can help you right if that reflects poorly on you the leader not like everyone else if the whole realm is gonna collapse if you're not there for like two days you made a bad you made a lot of bad choices with your government. Right. Yeah, I mm. We again and again we come down on the fact that this this nation kind of sucks. Like they haven't really set up a good thing here. Well, I mean, they're they've been doing a thing for a thousand years, so there's a chance that this first lord is just uniquely bad. <laughs> That's that's a fair point. Previous ones were like having mistresses in prison cells and stuff. So right, <laughs> which is fine. Which seems fine. Um, so this is why I'm Team Aquitaine. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Mm. I will. Mm. We haven't really met any of the other people, so we don't have a lot of options to choose from. Well, we. Definitely are not Team Calaire or whatever his yeah, name is. Obviously, this guy sucks ass. Like, right. slap somebody at a party who clearly everybody's just having a good time and he decides he's going to make it super weird and bad. Terrible call. Yeah. For so many reasons, dude. Get Go. Yeah, we don't want him for sure. But we don't know anybody else who's like a potential contender for top for top dog. And I, I want to learn more. Like, we do hear about this other lady who kind of saves Max and Tavi at the end, but we don't know a lot about her deal. I think she's part of the league. What I forget the name of that league. Yeah, the Domin, Domin, Dominicus League or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Which, what do they do? I don't know. There's a lot we don't know about the politics here. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of political stuff that I don't fully understand or understand at all. So I'm not willing um, to say that I'm team Aquitaine at this point. I'm definitely okay. team somebody other than the, the current First Lord, though, because... That's it, for hmm. sure. I'm Okay, I want to be clear. I'm team Lady Aquitaine. I don't know anything about the husband. Yeah, the husband doesn't seem super cool. Ne- not nearly as cool as Lady Aquitaine, for sure. Right. Oh, mm, this brings me to a larger point uh, and kind of a question to you because mm-hmm. as we read this book there are people who are just inherently born with like way better crafting ability seems like it yeah I think that kind of sucks like honestly it kind of makes me glad I don't live in this in this realm and here's what I, here's why so Currently in our world, we have a few people who like kind of run shit. We have like, of course, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and these people who are like super wealthy and make a lot of money. But I have zero fear of these people like coming to my house and being able to destroy me with magical powers if I don't do what they say I need to. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I kind of would hate to live in this world because the people who are really high up and powerful are like physically magically powerful like it's not just that they have a lot of money or friends it's that they could destroy you with their magics i think that the issue here is that they have both Mm. like they have all of the i guess soft power that exists in our world Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that our world does not have any like violent power, which it for sure does. But the same people that have all of the like political 
power are also like able to physically murder or magically, I guess, murder anyone. Destroy everyone. Like just decimate people. Like I don't yeah. live in fear of Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. Like I, if if I was in a fight with either of them, I feel like it would be kind of even. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Like I'm just I'm just saying human. Like they're a human being. Like they're the same species as I am, and I'm like yeah. about the same weight. So like that's all. It, that's really all it is with them. If I'm in the same room, I'm not gonna fear for my life if I say something wrong to them. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the case for like any magical world. Though, yes, right. Yeah, for a lot of magical worlds, yes, this is true. I'm just saying, I'm I'm kind of glad, I'm kind of glad I don't live in these worlds where the like really powerful okay. people could also destroy me with a look. Okay. And I'm curious, like, is this a hot take? Like, do you agree? I feel. I mean, I feel like to a certain level, like. It's the same thing in our world if you have a gun or something. Yeah, but like it doesn't nobody is inherently born with gun hands and and they are just like better at like they just have better gun than you. Right. Yeah, I I don't think that I see it quite as like starkly as you do because I also just feel like there's just like a narrative distance between you and I personally and like Jeff Bezos versus like (laughs) a person in the book versus the super powerful people, because like we're never going to meet them. But obviously the person that we're reading about is going to, Mm -hmm. because they're the main character. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I think this is an important distinction to make. I'm not saying that Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos don't have a ton of power. Or even that they don't have a ton of power over me. Like, they do have power over me in some ways. But what I am saying is that, like, I am so glad that they don't also have magical powers. See, the thing that I would have thought that you would go for is, like, the people closer to you might have more powerful magic. Mm. Like, we've already, we talked about it last book. Just the bullies would be so much worse. Yeah, they would. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good point. Yeah, because the bullies, its there's also like a survival of the fittest in a way with the bullies, right? Where it's only going to be the super powerful fury crafters who are bullies because other people who try it will just get smashed by everyone else. Right. So it's only going to be the worst people who are bullies in this universe. Yeah, that would also be pretty bad, huh? Ooh. We got to get some regulations on these wizards in our world, Dan. Yeah. It's tough. Maybe this is what uh, Vord is going to get, or uh, Varg. See, I did it again. Varg is going to get up to. <laughs> we got to get that name change, Varg. Come on. <laughs> Put it on the docket. Maybe that's what he's been so, so like aggressive about. <laughs> that's why he sent a human leather note. <laughs> okay i i didn't have this no but we got to talk about it yeah um i just want to address the human skin yeah tough luck S- very aggressive how is this not an immediate grounds for like get out how is this okay <laughs> how are we still communicating with people that send messages via real human skin yeah is that the relationship that you've built with this ambassador from a different country? It's just like the response to it is wild because, okay, okay, okay. So the situation, um, Tavi is reading the messages to, uh, Killian, I think who's yes. blind. Yes. And he like takes it out, <laughs> notices that it's human skin. Uh huh. And then is like, Oh, it's written in Varg's own hand. I don't even think he says anything about he the human skin. He doesn't say that it's made of human skin, no. I don't... Like, that's a pertinent information, I feel like. Either it's super important and it should have been the freaking first thing he said, or they're sending all of their messages in human skin. 
And this is the okay, standard even, mode of communication. <laughs> even then, though, like, if it's all in human skin, and everyone knows it's all in human skin, I feel like you still have to say something about it, right? Like, Killian's like, oh, man, is this one in human skin again? I hate those. <laughs> and Tavi's like, yeah, this guy, come on. Quit it with the human skin thing. We get it. <laughs> Instead, Tavi's just like, yikes. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this is Varg's handwriting. Better read it. Uh, how? God, it's so unacceptable. It's so wild to me. Because you're not... <laughs> you're not just like... Mm. There's one... There's It's one thing that the Illyrians have, or the Illyrians have slaves, right? That's one thing where it's mm. like you have objectified a human body in that way it's another thing that the varg are just the, the ambassador varg is just like sending bits of dead human with messages that he wants to give the human people right. like oh. it's also so frustrating that they're like ah he's clearly doing something crazy but i don't know it's not a priority right now so ignore it I don't know. Oh. I haven't I haven't read the f- the finish yet, so I don't know what he's doing. Uh, the last book of this, he like captures Kate, so something weird is happening. Mm-hmm. And I get that we're prioritizing other things. <laughs> I just but realized like... I realized what the thing could be, Luke. Okay. When we have been thinking about this nation of werewolves. I at least have been imagining a pretty sizable country. Mm-hmm. What if it's like 20 werewolves? And they don't really care about them? Yeah, it's just like it's going to be too much work to like find them all and kill them. So we'll like let one of them stay in our capital. He'll like that'll prevent the like townsfolk at the borders from getting abducted and eaten by werewolves. And like that's a good compromise, I think. It does seem like like this is the level of importance they have placed on him. It seems like. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so when he sends them a human skin parchment, it's more of like, wow, he's, he went with human skin today? He's really trying to get our attention, huh? Oh, look, cute little guy. Keep ignoring him. <laughs> Keep ignoring him. Wait till he kills somebody important, and then we'll, we'll talk to him. Right. Um... I don't. Th- okay, this also goes to what we talked about earlier about how there's like no one else that can help, because like this, I feel like it's something about hey, Steve, I know I don't give you a lot of tasks, but can you just go figure out what this psycho werewolf is doing? <laughs> Instead, it's like no, we only have four people because everyone else hates our guts. Right, we can't delegate literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Mm. We're on a roll. We're on a roll because this transitions perfectly into something else that's wild that happens. Okay. Max goes out for like a little quest and gets thrown in jail because, uh-oh, like there was a conflict in your little dangerous quest. How are they letting Max do anything or go anywhere with the current level of importance they have placed upon him? Well, okay, okay. I will say they're not, right? Like, Tavi gets in huge trouble. Yeah, after the fact. This is after they were like, oh, yeah, Max, just go ahead and live your normal life, do whatever, and then come back here when when we need you to be the first lord and keep the whole realm together. Wait, 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 wait. I thought that Tavi asks Max to help him. He does. Like, against orders, though, right? Yeah, but, like, mm, here's the thing about it. I'm Killian. I'm the master of the spies. And I'm like, hey, Max, everything rests on you. If you could just be chill and not get into any trouble, that'd be so tight. Be so tight. Thank you. <laughs> And you're just like, yeah, all right, I'll trust that kid. He seems like a good guy. I've had him in class. He gets A's. (laughs) 
You're telling me he hasn't put a tail on Max to just be like, hey, if this guy does start... Who's he going to use for the tail, Dan? Any cursor. <laughs> they don't have any more. What do you mean they don't have any more? There's so many. And they don't have to tell no, him they're why they're tailing hunting. Max. I don't know. Something's going on with the cursors. Yeah, but there are cursors around still, okay? I would assume so. I would assume so. I just think it's wild that that they were all kind of like... That this that they allowed this to happen. That they were like, everything rests on Max being able to be the First Lord. And if he can't do that, we're kind of fucked. And then Tavi just has to be like, please, Max. <laughs> and Max is like, I'm going to come help you. Yeah. 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 It's a frustrating situation that I just don't get. Especially, okay. I This is the last time I'm going to like, talk about how there's so few people that we're relying on i promise <laughs> okay yeah but max gets locked up and they're like ah man he was literally the only person <laughs> capable <laughs> of doing this I'm like what do you what do you mean <laughs> you're t- are you talking about the student that you have been teaching one of like thousands i assume of students that has not graduated. I assume this school graduates people all the time. Also, like, Tabby just told you about this guy. Tabby was like, hey, you should use Max. He's pretty good. I don't know, man. Like. Right, like, you you have so little trust in literally everyone. Because you've discounted literally everyone in this whole realm to do this job. You have discounted literally all of them. Because you thought only Max could do it. Also, okay. (laughs) So the whole thing is they're like, okay, the First Lord collapsed. And if people knew that, they'd be like, oh, the First Lord's not healthy. (laughs) We should do something about that. Like, that seems like the appropriate reaction. (laughs) Like, that's all true. Yeah, like... Yeah, this is like Lord is not able to do anything. This is like if instead of allowing the vice president to have power for like 20 minutes, the president like refused anesthesia for a medical procedure. You know what I mean? This is like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Something completely absurd. It's like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's mm. this government sucks. This government sucks so bad. I know, I know. That's why we're overthrowing it. Can we go to one of my smallest, littlest notes with the government, but is like indicative of why it sucks so bad? Yeah. So the gray, what are they like? Gray knights, I think, that protect the tower? Uh, sure. Gray knights. It's a gray, gray tower, so. Yeah, something wardens that protect the gray tower. There's this deal that they have offered the gray knights that... If somebody offers you a bribe, you can capture that person, turn them in, and we'll give you double whatever the bribe was. Okay, for like a first grader, that sounds like a great strategy to get rid of people taking bribes. Mm-hmm. But once you get once you graduate to second grade, you're like, hold on a minute. Could I? What if I lied? <laughs> and I was bringing in people offering me bribes like twice a month. <laughs> You mean as the guard? Yeah, I'm just capturing any random person on the street and being like, how dare you offer me $10 million to let somebody out of the gray tower? I got to turn you in now. (laughs) Right. Like, if this worked in real life, bribes would just not be a thing, right? Exactly. Like, this would be standard policy. Right. But, like, you can't just tell them we'll give you double of whatever anybody who tries to bribe you gives you. And you get to turn them in. You get to be the one who's like, hey, this guy tried to give me $10 million. (laughs) What you're forgetting, Dan, is that all the knights are super trustworthy. And we've established that. Oh, actually, Luke, you're right. I take back every bad thing I said about this government. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, was it... Very easy to get in. (laughs) 
Yeah, like you just had to make a little zip line, and yeah. that was pretty much it. You make a zip line, you go through a window. Why is there no <laughs> experimenting in this world? Okay, it's because okay, so... of the magic. It's because of the magic, Luke. People just use magic for everything, and they don't try other fun things. Okay, yes. However, there's um, I think there's like wind furies protecting the air or, <laughs> or whatever around it. Yeah, and. Uh, is like, yeah, no, if you put like salt, seawater, they don't like it and they'll stay away. Uh-huh. And Tevi's like, what? I thought that that was like an old wives tale. You can figure this out. Right. Well, it seems like there are scientists who are studying furies. Like there's a scientific debate happening about the origin of the furies, right? Yeah. But it's like on a philosophical level. Yeah. They're not like, Hey, the salt seems to work. Let's try it. <laughs> Yeah, that should be if it's a like check you can check <laughs> very easy yeah but the furies get kind of mad if you do it <laughs> okay but we're basing the security of the realm on it <laughs> yeah but it's just a little salt though how are we gonna get salt it's pretty rare ridiculous it's kind of an expensive oh, experiment oh to you run. can get around the alarm by not standing on the roof Get out of here with this. Just... No one's broken into the gray tower. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently the first Lord uses it like 90% of the time for a booty call. So, I mean, it seems like a lot of people aren't super there, excited. There's to no get one out. in there. There's no one in the gray tower. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think it's just Max in there. Yeah. Tabby goes around. It's like, oh yeah, all these rooms are empty. Okay. Okay. Which also that resources are going into this that are not worth it. Yeah, especially because it's not even like a cool building. Right. Like, hmm. Do you think it's not even real? Ooh. What if it's just a myth? And they like So I, we actually don't get any evidence of like the <laughs> protections. Right. That's part of it, but also maybe they do have those protections, but like it's still, maybe it's just like it only pops up when they have a prisoner. And they're like, ah, eh, just that building is good. Put them there and then put up some mm. protections and then call it a day. Because it's okay. not, it's in a nondescript building. The security is not that good. Right. And like, there's, there seems to be just one guy in there. You're telling me we're paying these people to guard an empty tower 11 months out of the year? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think it might be theater. It might be like fake, a fake thing that they've set up. Could be. And in, yeah. in that case, the legend about the bribes seems to be a very good one. Because it's like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to try and bribe these people. Because they will instantly turn me in. They will love to turn me in. <laughs> yeah, they're turning in people left and right. But meanwhile, maybe that's not even a real policy. They just tell people it's a policy. Do you know what I mean? Maybe when somebody brings somebody in for a bribe, they're like, okay, great, good job. Pat on the back, get back out there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how many times has the bribe, has the bribe thing been paid out? That's, we don't have any evidence of that, Luke. Point is, ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It seems a little much, guys. Okay, I'm, I want to move away from this government being whack. Okay, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of ground. I want to move to the Marat instead. Okay. In my mind, when a Marat bonds with a totem, it's like a powerful soul connection that is like, <laughs> that is like not sexual at all. For example, <laughs> Daroga and Walker, I feel like are not romantically involved with each other i would agree so what's going on with this kate stuff because it seems like there is a good amount of romantic involvement maybe i'm reading too much into the physical contact that's happening between kate and tavi no but it feels there's like for sure there's for sure a lot of sexual tension and apparently this is coming from their totem bond that seems worrying for me for one of two reasons 
The first is like, what are the Marat up to with these animals? Right. Maybe I misunderstood what the soul bond was with the Marat, <laughs> which is troubling. The second is, I don't know. This makes me feel weird about this relationship that it's like a, like a somewhat non-consensual soul bond because Kate was like, I didn't want this bond. I wanted to bond with a horse. Right. I'm not saying she's n- like, so I'm not saying it is like non-consensual, but I am saying it makes me feel weird about it. Yes. Um, I feel like it's okay. So this is like the first time this has ever happened. Yes. And the reason it happened was because they had some like close moment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, I don't know, like, I feel like if there's any significant, like, communication between Marat and humans, Mm -hmm. you're going to have, like, several times where, like, teenagers have hung out together. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like just, like, a, this, like, a fairly normal well i guess not normal because the circumstances were very strange yeah. but like what what's the requirement for this bond you know what i mean is it just like hey i like this one well they also like tavi was very brave right but when they're bonding like a <laughs> horse it's not like damn that's a brave ass horse damn do you see that horse so brave totally <laughs> kicked that coyote that was coming for me incredible sacrificed itself for me wow yeah horse bond okay oh okay i'll say even if this is the case you put enough teenagers together in this world there's gonna be the ones that don't die had to have had something brave happen between them right yeah yeah. so like that's gonna happen um maybe it's the fury thing Mm, we already know tavi's special because he doesn't have a fury right right maybe he's secretly a wolf that could be it (laughs) tavi could secretly be a wolf i think that that's very possible this is why varg Um, likes him (laughs) and why he instinctively knows how to talk to varg when no one else does right varg clearly loves tavi um there's i I don't know. Because, like, Tavi, you cannot both have the only person in the world without Furies and also the only person who's ever bonded with a Marat, like, completely separately. No. No. That's too much. It's way too much. The odds are way too low for both of That's those things. double main character energy. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's too much. So, yeah, there's a connection there for sure. For sure. Tavi's not, Tavi's not human. We know that. <laughs> confirmed you heard it here first <laughs> um yeah yeah i don't know the the Kate also seems very different from last time we interacted with her i feel like um i feel like she's much more willing to be into tavi than she used to be do you know what i mean like that this is true, but this might be because of the, like, bond. This is why it makes me feel weird, is I don't know how much of this is, like, this weird magical connection between them. Right. That, like, I, hmm. this is, again, this is why it makes me feel weird, is, like, sure, people have, like, attraction to other people, and you could describe it as, like, an external force. But this feels like an actual external force from her this like right soul bond thing and that's why it feels weird that this external force is like pushing her and tavi together and yeah mm. so maybe that's why she seems more into it because she's been like bonding with tavi more over these last months right like the their little bond thing has been getting stronger um i will say I just realized this. I was super skeptical when Tavi was like on instinct finding this thief in a gigantic city at the one place they were going 
to be. I was like, right. I was like, this is ridiculous. Tavi, there's no way you should be able to just sit in a dark corner and be like, oh, there goes the thief. Got him. Right. It was genuinely absurd. But it makes sense because they're like soul bonded. So Tavi literally just had to be like, listen to your heart and it'll guide you to where this thief will be. Because that's literally what it was. Right. Tavi was like, what would I eat for dinner today? And at what time would that be? <laughs> Right, right. Honestly, that is going to be, assuming that they, like, end up in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's hypothesize that. Yeah. Um, very easy for them to agree on dinner plans. Oh, I hope so. I mean, based on this, right? Yeah. Tevi's out here like, okay, how do I find this person? <laughs> Clearly they're hungry. <laughs> Clearly they're going to go get uh, Thai food tonight uh-huh. at 7. Yep, yep. And obviously, that's the best Thai restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. The second one, okay, okay. The bread one was ridiculous. Wasn't it crazy? <laughs> it was insane. He walked, he walked around the like fair and was like, that one <laughs> <laughs> smells great. And then Kate shows up in like 20 minutes. He has to wait like no time at all. It's. Yeah, this has got to be the bond. Okay. Okay. Got to be the bond. Here's the thing, though. Let's assume they do end up in a relationship. Uh-huh. That could potentially be great. Could also potentially be horrible because it sounds like these bonds are a lifelong bonds. And if their relationship doesn't work Ooh. out, oh, sorry, you're soul bonded to your ex. Enjoy that. That's tough because the, like, um, the, like, the person that follows up that relationship right like let's say let's say kate breaks up with tavi mm-hmm. and then starts dating someone else max yeah let's see well i don't want to do max because max has too much confidence for this to be an issue oh, okay just someone else where it's like Aaron. hey Maybe Aaron. okay hey yeah there's um something i have to tell you my ex uh we're soul bonded <laughs> it's nothing to worry about though because it's over sometimes we show up at the same restaurant at the same time okay it happens almost every day but (laughs) but it's not an issue but i'm totally over him i also feel this really strong urge to like follow him around and like watch him from the (laughs) shadows which i which i do (laughs) i do on occasion but it's it's not what you think it's just like a thing it happened when i was super young okay so Oh. Like, save my life from these spiders that were trying to destroy the realm. Uh, yeah, this is a lot of pressure on this relationship. Yeah, a little too much, I think. And it feels Based like it on. can't just be a friendly relationship, right? It feels like they are so physically close that Tavi right. could not have a relationship with another person and then be cool with the level of like touching and like closeness that these right. two have. Like, imagine being Tavi's girlfriend and then kate comes over and they're like literally on top of each other like staring deeply into each other's eyes like you are not alone (laughs) and you're like hey can we finish the movie please you guys uh, keep doing this (laughs) (sighs) yeah i don't know a lot of a lot of pressure put on this relationship purely based on like a uh, actions taken by I don't know what how old are they 15 17 that's what I'm saying 15 yeah I think they're 17 now yeah well I hope it works out <laughs> I do too cause like I mean goals if it does work out right right like soul bond that sounds nice love that <laughs> yeah also I, wait a yeah. Way to just, like, make everyone else's relationship feel super bad. Like, oh, yeah, you don't have a soul bond with your wife? Oh, that must be hard. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, but, uh, okay, well, I know we're wrapping up, but, like, if your friend, okay, okay, let's say, let's say um, you're friends with someone named Jeff. Okay. And you learn that Jeff and his partner have a soul bond. Yeah. Are you like, when you're talking to your buddy, when you're talking to me about it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. are you like, damn, that's very cool. 
or is it sometimes like kind of weird? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm. I would be like, eh, I don't really need that soul bond. I don't know. Yeah, I'm into or... it. Okay. I like it. That would be great. Imagine, like we were talking about earlier, dinner plans would be so easy. You'd just be like, yeah, we're on the same page. Like you'd be vibing. You would be vibing. I'm envisioning it just like vibing so well with somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on this though. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just imagine the smugness of their friends whose relationship lasts longer. <laughs> off the charts. It would be off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if uh, these two finally, finally touch in a in a serious boyfriend girlfriend way, in for the rest of this book. Maybe they will. Um, we'll see if if Daroga is actually a Vord. Ooh. Oh man, I'm so excited about that. Actually, I kind of hope that's what's going to happen. One thing, one thing that I'm surprised you haven't gone for since we were theorizing about who might be the vord mm-hmm. i feel like you should have said varg is a vord <laughs> that's too easy luke once again too come easy. on i've, I've okay. evolved i apologize i'm growing that's up good. luke but i'm not too proud to come back next week with some more hot takes or be a dumb nerd